Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod. I'm so excited to be here. It is a Wednesday and I have a great guest today who's going to talk about motivating teenagers. So if you're a teenager, you need to turn this off now because we're going to talk about you. Uh, no, that won't be the first time, won't be the last. Let me um, catch everybody up. It is Wednesday, April 15th. Old school used to be tax day. And if you're paying taxes today, good for you. You're a good citizen. Look what that's getting you. That's maybe going to get you your, your uh, stimulus check. So that's good. For the rest of us, taxes have, due dates have been moved to July, but you need to check your state tax due dates. In California, we've been extended, but please check your local um, tax office to see what your state taxes, when your state taxes are due. Uh, that said, they can't get blood out of a turnip, right? How many of us are employed? How many aren't? So as we move through, it is if you're doing stay at home, it's March 46th. Didn't know that the March could last this long, but it has. And uh, we have cool guests coming up after today. We have Laurel Sutton, who's finally going to get on the show because I had to push her out, poor thing. She'll be here tomorrow to talk about what's in a name. If you ever wondered why the name Apple has, it has a lot of power because they've dumped a lot of cash into it. But can you imagine the first day that um, Steve Jobs said, we're going to name the company Apple and everybody looked at him funny? Yeah, Lauren's going Laura, to tell us about that. And then Michelle, Michelle Quay will be here on Friday. Her story is super interesting. She has lived a life that not many of us have lived, especially based on her body. And so she's going to talk about the importance of self-perception which at this time when we've had a lot of time to contemplate our own navels, it's a good time to think about how you perceive yourself. And then I'll be back on Monday for Motivation Monday. I don't even know what I'm gonna talk about yet, but I'll figure that out and I'll provide as much motivation as I can. In our time capsule moments in the news today, there is a new website up. I have the URL on the slide. It's cracking me up because the story is you can't get into it and they just put you in this queue, but it's so you can see if your payment is coming, that $1,200 stimulus, ironically, I'm sure this website costs much more than the stimulus package, but it's called, it's at the irs.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash get dash my dash payment. Be prepared to not get any answers. That thing just spins, buffering, buffering, as we all remember from the uh, early 1990s. But um, that's where you can go find out if you're going to get your payment. Otherwise, you should start to see them show up in bank accounts if you're getting it through automatic payment. If you file your taxes electronically, they know how to find you and they'll put that money in your bank account. If you don't file electronically, you're getting it the old-fashioned way. And from what I understand, those checks are being delayed because they're going to put Donald Trump's name on them. So that will help you feel better, I'm sure. Then there was a very depressing Harvard study that's come out about social distancing. They're suggesting we may have to distance for the next two years. The way this distancing will work is that we may have to go through periodic shutdowns of schools and things. If we see a surge in virus, we could very well see a surge in virus as people start to get back together. What we're trying to do is build something called herd immunity. And if you've ever wanted to feel more like a meat suit, just think of being part of that herd. That immunity though is important because it, what, it, it's what's gonna allow us to be out among our, each other and back to my, my daughter getting to see her boyfriend again, right? We need to build that immunity as a herd of humans. And so that's important, but it, at times if it gets out of control, we may see social distancing again and 
thinking about it for the next two years is crazy. I already resent that piece of plexiglass between me and the guy at Togo's, but I get it. I want him to be safe. So it's important. And then finally, in even more bad news, and I don't know why I'm laughing, except that what the heck, there's only, that's all we can do now, right? It's just laugh because it's just become ridiculous. A new study is, has found that the, and it's coming out of the Twin Cities Pioneer Press, but it's, um, it, it's, and it's not been checked by its peers, has not had peer review yet, but they are considering that there has been a mutation of the coronavirus. This mutation is, um, it's not great. So I want you to just pay attention to that. The mutation means that we are likely to not have a vaccine that will work because it changes. As you may or may not know, every year the flu shot is different because they look at what they think is going to be occurring in the population based on what strains of flu are active. And that's watching the trends. So we may see something like that around coronaviruses. Because remember, this one, COVID-19, is just, this is today's fashionable virus. There will be other, um, other viruses that happen, like the SARS and, and more, as coronavirus mutates. So we get 19 because it was found in 2019, but there will be more. So prepare yourself. And that creates the wonderful segue to our guest. Um, I would like to introduce Gloria Niall, who I have titled her topic, Motivating Your Team Now and Later. The reason that I titled that is that Gloria does this job that is remarkable, is that she is a coach of teenagers, which means she gets days when there's tons of cooperation and other days when there's not so much cooperation, even though they want to be there, even though they want to be on the team. Yeah, sometimes it varies. So Gloria, welcome. And I would love for you to give a little more introduction of yourself as well. Yes, hi, this is Gloria. So I am currently um, an after-school sports program and an educator at a school um, at Campbell. And I do coach volleyball at the school. And I also coach um, girls volleyball, club volleyball, um, high school, um, that age group. And... Um, and a life coach as well. So I also do um, what we call the school. We do, we have what we call guidance group, kind of like counseling by guidance group. So I have a group of kids who I work with once a week, um, like five or six kids. And we pretty much, it's pretty much just life coaching them. What? So tell me, okay, so kids, they're, I love them. I'm always, I'm always thinking about kids, especially when they can walk and talk and read and everything. So that teenage years are really important to me. What, mm -hmm. I know you're not with them right now, but when you were, what mm -hmm. is the, what's hanging them up these days? What are the things that worry them and keep, and, and cause them a lot of pain right now? So actually, I'm not with them physically, but I do, um, we have the virtual class. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I do physical education with them every day, five days a week, except this week we're supposed to be on spring break. <laughs> um, but but I, this I, is, I know just what, well, there's a concept right there. Spring break from what? I don't know. I guess they just don't have to see you for a week. Okay. But you are seeing them. So I do see, see how them. they're doing during this time too. So what's yeah. going on with them? There, um, so I, I do, um, I will actually have another session this Saturday with a group of them. So they've requested to continue what we call our guidance group. 
And I didn't realize um, until recently with this whole pandemic situation that we're in that kids, the most ones that are affected by this are the kids. Although the adults are affected by it emotionally, you know, we're all going through something, but I didn't realize that the kids are actually more affected by this because they don't understand. So um, I've had, you know, um, a couple of them tell me that, why do we have to do this? It's not our fault. We didn't do anything. That makes sense to me that that, that reasoning would be still pretty rudimentary, right? Because they're still young and their whole lives have been a lot of cause and effect. I mean, when you're young, your whole life is cause and effect. I did this, that happened. Mm -hmm. An adult made that decision, I suffered. So I can see that it would feel pretty oppressive to them. Yeah. Are, 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 have any of them experienced loss or are they feeling the effects? Of, I mean, we've been lucky in California, I gotta say. Lucky because we all stayed in place, but. Yeah, no, none of them has had experienced any losses, but um, I think that for the most part for them is just being outside and being with their friends and seeing their classmates. And they're, a po they're at a point where I'm done. I'm done being at home. That, that's what it is. So now, you know, um, this past month, just having them every day um, in front of that computer, you know, uh, it's, it's been a little tough, but I have to make it fun for them because somehow they still see each other. They see each other's faces, you know, and I, I try to make it fun for them. But at the same time, they have voiced their opinion that, it's not the same. And I get that. I understand that, you know? Oh yeah. I, I think I read a comment on Twitter. Somebody said, their daughter said, this is the worst. It's school without, with none of the fun parts of school because he had a social butterfly. That was me. I was all about like my friends. School was just something I did to go see my friends. Like, yeah. Okay. Sure. They taught me stuff, but I always got in trouble for talking in class too. I know that's hard to believe. But I have a, I'm a, I have a student who said that to me recently. She um, she's usually running away. So when we have physical education during our class, she runs away. She hides, and I'm always constantly looking for her because she's she's just not into sports, right? So when we when we play certain sports, she's just standing there or she'll hide. And then just this past week, she said, "I asked them, so what do you guys feel? What do you guys think about this?" And they said, "Well." She said, it's not really that fun. I was like, well, why? I, I like it because everyone's more engaged. Everyone's more involved. And I can keep an eye on everybody in all in one screen rather than just in person. I'm constantly trying to talk to someone and trying to make sure that they are actually involved. And she said, well, because I can't hide. I can't run away if I don't want to do this. Now I actually have to do the work. <laughs> And she didn't think that she thought it was more fun trying to play hide and seek. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah. suddenly the accountability's there in a whole different way. Like she can't game it. You yeah. have to show up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I kind of love that. So when you're, how have you been motivating these guys? These, you have girls, right? For the most um, part. For this school, I have both um, uh, boys and girls. So what's motivating them? Um, say in general or right now, what, what, what are you doing to help them do, come back every day? I mean, really, it's got to yeah. be tough. So I have to change. So it's a little bit different now with having to do the class online or virtually. And we can't play sports, obviously, together. Um, so I have to come up with certain workouts that will be fun for them. 
and I have names for them, you know, like I have one, one um, workout, I call it an inchworm, you know, but it, it's, it's just because these are middle school kids and um, oh, the worst, I mean, <laughs> the best, the worst. Oh yeah. You know, so you hear a lot of like, uh, what is that? Oh, what is this? What are we doing? But I have to really keep it going and keep making, um, keep trying to make it fun for them. And what I have found out is to make it fun for them is I have to be involved myself, meaning I have to do the exercise myself. Okay. So that's really important advice. And I think parents forget this all the time, but you can't just yell at kids. You have to show up mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to do it yourself in whatever that is hands-on teaching. I know. Yeah. I mean, that makes such a big difference when the adult is willing to be silly, um, take a risk to model that behavior that you want the young person to do, right? Even though they might right. not do it because you did it, it suddenly you're playing though. It's, it just shifted to play, right? Because now it's, okay, what do you want to do? I mean, at least you're, you're showing up. Yeah, exactly. So I had to, um, you know, the first week was a little tough because it's trying to get them to just kind of focus, um, muting everybody, mute all, and then, and then at the, it was so hard. And like, That's so funny. I didn't even think about them all having, a yeah. microphone okay how do i get their attention how do i get them to pay attention to me because now it's different you know so the first week was a little tough and then i had to to figure all this out what should i do next what can i do the next week so every day is something different and i i, I sit in front of this computer 30 20 minutes 20 30 minutes before the class because then i have to kind of gather my thoughts get myself together, motivate myself because I can't be looking like I don't want to be here because I don't want them to see that face. I have to have this motivation, happy and, and, and ready to go because that's the only way I can get them going. And in that, I'll spotlight myself and then they're watching me. And I, I tell them, I'm watching you guys. I can see all you guys, but really I can't see like three or four of them. I don't know if they're actually doing it. But with me just saying that and with me doing it at the same time as them, even if I'm out of breath, they're all going at, it. you know, they're, they're, they're doing the same thing. So that's what I found out is that I have to be just as engaged. I have to be silly like them. I have to, you know, in order for me to get their respect, I have to, in order for me to earn the respect, I have to respect them for them to respect me. Right. So it's so interesting that you bring that up because it reminds me um, of when we talk about energy levels, like you mm -hmm. can't show up and, and for folks that have listened to this um, broadcast, you know, I talked about energy that those catabolic energy that really keeps you down and feels like a victim. Like, so you mm -hmm. could have a lot of kids feeling like this is happening to me and it sucks mm -hmm. and I can't do anything about it and therefore I don't have to engage. But the way you combat that is to come into it and say, guess what? Let's bring anabolic energy that's going to be productive. And right. yes, it's happening. And you can choose to make the best of it. You right. can choose to have a good time with us on this online class, mm -hmm. or you can look like an ass, which I know you don't call them out for looking like an ass, but if they don't play, they're going to start to look like that person, right? That you, right. you bring the energy, they can rise up to meet you with that energy. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, and I do tell them the same thing that they have a choice, you know, and if they cheat, they're not cheating me, they're cheating themselves. Ooh, that's an adult theme. 
it is but that was actually a big thing because i've when i told them that um they understood it they uh, they i'm actually surprised at this middle school kids i have sixth seventh and eighth graders in fact actually i have fifth graders also um they understood that when i said i i may not be able to see all of you doing it right now but don't if you're cheating you're not cheating you're cheating yourselves so that's a big concept and, and that is a pretty adult concept but I, I i like hearing that it's actually kind of the time to learn that lesson honestly is that right now because they're gonna hopefully we're gonna loosen up on social distancing and they're mm -hmm. gonna have to start to act a little more like adults i mean that's the reality so if they're not protecting themselves they're putting themselves at risk Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, I read a study this morning, sorry, I read studies all the time, but about the long-term effects of the virus. If you get it, even if you're a young person, the things that it's hurting, your liver, your kidneys, your heart, because your body has gone through such a uh, ravage, you've been ravaged by the virus itself. It's interesting mm -hmm. that these kids do start to have to look at their, their personal health and their need to take care of themselves in a whole new way. At such a young age, yeah, and yeah. then that's that's one that's one thing that I have to um, to teach them and have them understand. You know that it, it's very important to to stay active. I have students whose parents are doctors that I know. Both of them actually, one of them is a, um, a head of the pediatrics in one of the hospitals here in San Jose, and he had he had to be deployed in different hospitals, but he's had ten patients who had um, uh, the virus. So has he gone home? No, he hasn't seen his family, you know, and, and the kids had to, to fend for themselves because um, their mom was sick and she had to be quarantined for two, uh, for two weeks and their dad hasn't gone home. So the sixth grader and the seventh grader, brother and sister, they had to fend for themselves. And when we, we offered help to the family, we can drive by and, you know, the teachers will drive by and if they need help with food, you know, we'll, will be more than happy to do that. And the kids was very happy with it, but our job was to, um, to make sure that the kids are, are happy and that they can see their friends um, and they're still somewhat, you know, studying and still in school and just kind of keeping them busy. It's interesting when you, it's, yeah, we're maturing our kids. This is, this is causing the kids to have to mature, which I'm sure after it feels safe again, they'll act out. So parents should be ready for that because teenagers are notorious. <laughs> oh, they're so crazy. I, I, yeah. That's what I feel. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, acting out, going crazy. But I also like that when you told them they're only cheating themselves, you really took away their ability to game it. Because, oh man, was I a gamer. I loved figuring out the way to outsmart my teachers and how to, you know, do things in the fastest way. That was somehow my intellectual rigor was to do that kind of stuff. But when you end up sitting with the result is it's on you, like you're only hurting yourself. That does, it just spoils the game. You have to like, oh, that consequences are, I, I'm the only one that sucks, great. So I, I like that approach. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I think a lot of parents forget, or anybody that's hanging out with teenagers, that once you start playing the game, you're screwed because, the kids are smart. They're going to figure out a way to beat you. And it becomes about the game. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, no, no. They're very smart. And that's what I was, I was saying is that we kind of let them get away with it. Even if we know, we let them get away with it. 
and and I'm I'm guilty with that because I have let that um, I've let them pass so many times because at times it's, I just don't want to deal with it. You know, I don't want to hear excuses. Um, and just like, okay, she doesn't want to do it. That's fine. And, or my ankle hurts or, um, I'm not feeling well today, but wait a minute, you were just running 10 minutes ago. And all of a sudden you're telling me your ankle hurts. So at, at this time I've realized and that actually with me saying that one day it did work and it was, it got to their head. So guess what? The following week, parents are asking for more time of having PE online because they've you know, the kids actually found it fun. Now they're more engaged and they said, well, you know, let's do something different because they're always in front of that computer all day doing, you know, with school. So being active now, they've realized you got to stay, but you stay, have to stay active. You have to, and I, I tell them you have to get your blood going, your blood flow going. You have to have your heart rate up. You have to, to do this, do that. Or would you rather just sit in front of the computer all day and do what? And do what I know it's that's the that's the one thing that the downside of this is we've trapped these kids in their houses and if they have access to a computer and I know there's a bunch of kids who don't um, yeah yeah or stuck just using their cell phones if they have that but um, yeah it's easy to just fall into this laziness that there's so many messages out there it's like take care of yourself don't don't overexert but at the same time nah it's makes such a difference around here when we just start moving, even if it's just um, taking up garbage and going to cut down yeah. trim plants. It's something. Yeah. So when you're seeing, when you compare the teens that are in your classes to the teens that are in your, that your athletes, what's the biggest mm -hmm. difference you see um, between those, those, the, the, the mindset of those different kinds of teens? I would imagine those athletes have a, have a sense of self-discipline, which is a new, I mean, that's definitely something athletes typically have that I think we non-athletes may not have that same kind of self-discipline. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's very, um, very big difference. Um, I've had to shift my, um, like for me, I have to adapt. So if I'm at school dealing with, you know, sixth, seventh and eighth graders, you have athletes, non-athletes, some are motivated, some are not motivated. Um, I've had to adapt to those different type of personalities and, and, you know, figure out what I can do. Then I move on to the club volleyball girls in high school who are motivated. They have determination, they're ambitious, they're, they're driven. Then I've had to change and then adapt to that type of personality. So it's a whole different level of inspiring and motivating those athletes because they have big dreams. Um, they have bigger dreams of playing in college and, uh, and, and the level is, is, is just so much different. So that part, um, the difference is that, that one's a little bit more draining for me because it takes a lot of my energy out of me, but I love it. But I, I love, this is what I love about what I do is I love to push them and push them because when I see potential and they see what their capabilities are, I'd like to keep pushing them until they realize that I can do this. Now that's interesting because I, I think when you're talking about um, teenagers that are really focused on performance, even the kids who study a lot or whatever, those, those performance-driven teens, um, how much do you need to watch that they aren't losing, I mean, not living their lives because they're so focused on their goals? It sounds to me like yeah, you really get to see the spectrum of the kids who are motivated by all kinds of other things, social, all kinds of stuff, and then the kids who are so 
focused on that thing that they want. Do you mm-hmm. have to watch out for that and, and make sure that they're also, I don't know, having a milkshake and fries sometimes or. Yeah, I do. So I become like, I become like a second mother to all these kids and especially these girls in, in high school right now who has so much hope and dreams of playing in college and they're very driven. And I have to remind them that it's okay to have fun, you know, have fun and, and, and be that teenager that you are um, because it's not, I get it. I understand that it's, this is where you want to be. It's all about that. I was once in there in that, in that place. And I, I basically what I do is I tell them, you know, based on my own experience and what I've seen, you know, um, so I have to open up to them somehow. This is, you know, life, there's life outside of this too. It's okay to have fun. You can, you can eat burgers. You can eat fries. You need the energy. It's okay. I feel like I want that right now. French fries have been a long, it's been a long time. (laughs) Friends, French fries. One of the things you just said though, and I remember when we first met, um, what I loved about you, we were do learning coaching and stuff, but we were talking about what you do is your job. And I think one of the things that makes you special, and it's, I think something that adults forget is to be um, authentic with kids. Mm-hmm. And I think your authenticity comes through. Like you're, you're honest about where you've struggled. You're honest about, yes, that's hard. I couldn't do it. Or I had to go through this. Tell me more about that authenticity and the importance in the relationship with young people. So what I've, I've realized and what I've discovered also is um, that they need to hear and understand that they're not alone and that not, they're not the only one. That us too have gone through what they're experiencing right now because they look at adults like they don't understand. They've never gone through this. They wouldn't know because they don't know what it's like. Yes, we do. We were once in your shoes. And in fact, we were maybe even worse than what you're going through right now because they're more fortunate. You know, they're more, they have more than what they, than what we had growing up. And um, so, you know, the struggles, we've gone through more struggles than they, than they did. So they like to hear that because they realize that, you know, looking at you or looking at me like, well, shoot. She's gone through so much more. And I feel like I'm actually more, I'm spoiled because I have all this and she didn't. So, yeah. So what you're, so the important thing is not to tell them that you've gone through it, but to actually share the stories. Like you were sharing stories with me when we were working together. You talked about how these kids look to you as another mother because they can trust you. And Mm -hmm. that authenticity builds that trust. And I think a lot of parents forget, like, they're my kids, they know me, but they don't. My daughter told me all the time that I didn't share enough stories of when I was younger, of the hard times, which I didn't want to, because it's hard. I, I didn't want to go through all that again, right? It's yeah. hard to bring that stuff up. It but is. you're able to do that, which is, I mean, you're not a parent yet, and yet you have kids everywhere, right? Like, Oh, no, I am a parent. I have two boys. Oh, you're so quiet about them. Where are the boys? <laughs> I have two boys. I have um, a teenager. I have a 13 and an 11 year old. Oh my God. See how, look at, you're so good. You don't even talk about that. <laughs> well, you know, my relationship with them is, is different. And the reason why I have a very close relationship with them is because being out there with the other kids, I have seen um, what this other kids had gone through, um, the kind of relationship they have with their parents. And of course, for me as a parent, I'd have to kind of change that because I didn't want that. 
and and I understand also with some of these kids, they are uncomfortable opening up to their parents. They let me let me check one thing, Gloria. It sounds like your speaker got a little bit farther away. Did you accidentally bump something? Just want to make sure that I no. can hear. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, so the kids want they want to understand that you actually have been through something. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and and they're not as comfortable. Um, sometimes talking to their own family or their own parents as they are to t strangers. You know, you bring up a good point too, because I think that's something that I learned in raising my daughter is that sometimes the kids need somebody, a different adult to talk to. Yeah. Like their parents are going to judge them or, or punish them or whatever. And half the time they just have an idea or they made a mistake and they just want to find out, can I recover? Am I going to be okay? So as a parent, as all of us are parents, being able to be available to other kids is really important. And that helps right. keep kids motivated for sure, is that they have other places they can go to get adult help. And just, and just to listen, um, listen and understand them, because I know that sometimes you may not agree to what they have to say, um, but it just, if they do open up about something, like maybe take a step back a little bit and have that pause for a moment and just let them talk, let them talk. Half of the time, more than half of the time, they just wanna be heard. So whether we agree with what they say or not, we just listen. We can nod our head and say, okay, I get it, I understand. Now you don't necessarily have to say anything back or give an advice, but they just wanna be heard. They want their voices out there and then just, and that's pretty much it. But as parents, we tend to kind of just start criticizing them, right? And, uh, and then that's when they, that's when they stop and say, you know what? She's not going to understand. Or my dad's not going to understand. I'm not even going to bother telling him anything. And that's where we start losing that kind of relationship with them. And then they start holding it in and keeping it inside until, until they just blow up. That's so true. That idea of just being heard. I mean, we adults do it all the time. We talk to our friends. We talk to our coworkers. We have people that listen to us. And yet the kids, for some reason, we're impatient with them or... We forget yeah. that they just want to tell you what's going on. In fact, it's interesting having this shelter time alone with my daughter now that, and she's 20 now, but she tells me some of the things she didn't tell me because she didn't want to stress me out. And it kills me because I'm like, God, I wish I would have known. Now I might've turned gone crazy, but I so, sure wish I would have known. And it does, you have to be available to listen. I mean, yeah. that's just everything. Yeah. It's, it's all it is, is, is just listening. And and I, again, you know, with, with all the kids and with both the athletes and, and my kids at school, um, I can guarantee you, and I have told them this, that all of them, maybe 90% of them, their parents don't really know the other side of them, but I do. And, and they all nodded and agreed with me. And I remember having that talk with them. And I told them that I can guarantee you right now, more than half of you guys here in this, in this class, your parents doesn't know that other side of you guys, but I do. Because I have seen how they are when they're with their parents. They're a totally different type, totally different kind of person than when they are at school with their friends or, you know, with the teachers and, or when they're playing sports. And I've seen, I've seen the difference and, and that's what it is, is what's lacking is um, with some of the, between the parents and their children are that communication. Because sometimes we're, we, we're too busy. We're, we're, our mind is always going, right? Where we tend to be, I need to do this. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to finish this for work. 
but our kids are right there trying to tell us something. And can we just stop and say, how was your day? How was school today? But, you know, um, unfortunately, sometimes it's, that's just not, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen. Yeah, parents, you know, that is so powerful. What you said is that you know that part of their child that they don't know. And I, I think parents forget that their kids have a whole nother persona that is their external, the one outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And that that is, a, that is such a valid um, expression of who they are. I mean, who they are outside of your house is really, really important. That's what's make, shaping their decisions. That's who they decide what kids to follow and belong to. That's where they could get lost. So being aware that they have this other persona and then being open to it, whatever it is, yeah. don't judge it. God forbid we judged you when you were a teenager, right? Like, don't judge it. Just know that they are this other whole person when they're not in your house. Yeah. And that that's worthy of respect in and of itself. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's pretty hard. I mean, I've seen, I've seen all kinds and I've seen both sides. I mean, let me give you an example. I have an athlete who is, she's about maybe like almost six feet tall. Okay. She's got a really, really good potential to play for college really, really good, but she's lacking so much confidence. So much to where she would cry. And I'm constantly like when, if we're in a tournament and I see her crying in the middle of the game, we have to pull her out. I have to talk to the other coach. says, we, we need to take her out of there because she can't be doing this. So come to find out later on that this girl had been doing drugs. She's oh. been drinking. She's been, you know, and I had to talk to her. So that's when I ended up becoming this mom and a life coach to her. Um, I have had to put her on the side so many times and say, you know what, tell me what's going on, what is really happening. Because I saw something different there that this, this crying and, and her lacking confidence is coming from somewhere. And what it is, is obviously had something to do with her parents who is pushing her and pushing her and putting so much pressure on her. You know, they watch her. They see one little mistake. They give her a look. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why did you do that? Why did you do this? But why not look at what she's done good? She's one of our best players. She's one of our best hitter. She's killing it out there. So why not look at that? I'll show you her stats. This is what she's been doing, you know, but they don't see that. What they see is what she's doing wrong. So what she's done is she's turned around and and started rebelling. And she's only a sophomore in high school. And she's already blowing herself up because then if she's, if she falls in with the wrong kids and starts doing all the dumb things, she'll give no, you know, what's about sports. And then they've lost everything. Both of them, the kids and the parents, I mean, the yeah. daughter and, and the parents. Yeah. And she's, she's vaping in, in between. And, you know, we have <sighs> to talk to her because this is like a drug free um, environment. And do you want to continue playing or we have to get you, we have to kick you out. We can't, you know, the organization's not going to let you play. And I had to be very careful with her and take care of her because I've seen a really good potential in her and I didn't want her to lose that. And how do we talk to the parents about this? Because the parents doesn't know, you know, and here comes a parent or a mom talking to me and saying she was mad because she said, what is she doing? Why does she keep doing that? Can you explain to me why she keeps doing this wrong? You know, I had to explain to her the, the strategy that we have. We have a strategy. Let her play. So I've had to tell her, tell her daughter, look, who's in the court right now? 
and who's playing. You That's are. Right. Yeah. And I said, is your mom in there? Yeah. I tell her, is your mom in there? Is she the one playing? She said, no. Okay, so who's playing? Me. It's interesting because I think, well, being in Silicon Valley, I'm around a lot of parents who expect a lot from their kids and ex like way too much from their kids. Don't leave time for their kids to be kids. And then what happens is the kid burns out before they even make it to college because they're fried by their senior year. They've taken the AP classes. They've been the athlete. They've been doing this and that. And we just push and push and push. And then we wonder why the kids aren't motivated. In fact, they just say, screw it. I don't even want to go to college. I'm done. Or they get to college and then they just end up raging partiers because they're exhausted. Yeah. And this is what they pushed all this for, just to go spend more time pushing? Calm down, everybody. Calm down. Like the new world needs to be, the new world order means just relax a little bit. Your kids are not losers. They're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. You don't have to push so hard and competing for just more high pressure college enrollment is not necessarily the answer. They've got to be able to have some fun or else they're doomed. It's, it's so hard what we do to kids. It's very hard. I mean, let's focus on the good, the good stuff, not, you know, not, not the bad stuff, because I think another thing is also that as parents, we start comparing right? Because we look at all these other good athletes and, oh my God, I wish my daughter would be like that. She's going to be like that. I know she will. So then we forget to focus on what she's been doing good, but we're focusing on what's bad. But at the same time, we don't know what that professional athlete had gone through before he or she became professional. That's right. 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 You don't see the journey. You just see the result. Mm -hmm. And the journey is the whole point. That's the whole point. The result is kind of the gravy, but the journey, if it's painful and awful and miserable, what the heck is the point? Right. Oh, yeah. I love that there's coaches like you. I, so, okay, so you're a life coach and a coach coach. I'm gonna open the phone lines in case we have questions. So if anybody does have a question, I'll see you take your um, thing off mute. I uh, love the conversation about kids and really seeing them for who they are. I think that's so important. And for anybody listening, this is your opportunity to go have a conversation. And the conversation can start as easily as, what do I not know about you that I think would be awesome? Like, tell me some things about you when you're not here. What do you do? What do you like? What are the different choices you make? Gloria, other ideas, questions like that, that might provoke a good conversation at home with the parents? Next try in conversation. I mean, we're looking at our kids. We think we know them, right? We think we know them very well. Honestly, we don't. There's, there's the other side of our kids that we do not know. And the only thing I could think of is really just taking a moment and just listening to them and let them be who they are. Let's not try to change them for who we want them to be because they are their own selves and they want to walk around and be proud of who they are but they're lacking, a lot of them lacks that confidence because they feel like maybe my parents won't like me the way I am because my parents wants me to be this type of person. But how about let's, let's take a, a, let's sit back and, and take a moment and think, who is my child? What do I want my child to be? Who do I want he or she to be like? Let me listen to them. What does she really want to be? What does he really want to be? Who is he? Just have a normal conversation, you know? Like, how was your day today? 
I love it. There's so many excuses now too of cooking together, doing, I find out a lot of the kids don't have these survival skills, including mine. We're te learning how to cook because we're together. We're taking time to do some things. So it's a good time to talk. We're um, yeah. sheltering in place together. It's a really good time to get to know your kids. Gloria, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a great talk. Thank and you hope, for having me. I hope people are inspired. Um, good luck with the kids. Keep going. And good luck with the uh, inchworm. We probably should have had you do a demo, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for coming to the show today. Uh, have a good evening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, Thanks. everybody. Bye.